Welcome to Executives at the Edge, a podcast brought to you by MEF. I'm your host, Pascal Menezes. Join me as we explore thought-provoking perspectives from the leaders and changemakers who are propelling enterprise digital transformation forward. Well, today I have a really special guest, Rohit Bacha, Vice President of Head of Product Management of Telecom Media and Technologies for ServiceNow. Now, Rohit, tell us a little bit about your background, because I know you have been a luminary in this industry, been around for quite a while, and does some amazing things. So I think our listeners would love to hear that. Yeah, thanks, Pascal, for having me here. So um, I, I run the product management organization, as you said, for ServiceNow, for Telecom Media and Technology. I've uh, been in the industry a, a little over 20 years, uh, worked across different companies and, and um, different roles, all primarily in the product side of the house um, with uh, project management and implementation, starting off with then pre-sales and sales, and then eventually in solution and product management across Oracle, Amdocs, Salesforce, and now at ServiceNow, uh, where I've been for the past two and a half years. Okay, well, press the background. <laughs> um, you know, let, let's talk about, you know, it's been, telecom for the last two years has been kind of interesting, very challenging. And there's been obviously a lot, a lot of adversity with the pandemic and so on, now inflation. But um, what do you think is the opportunity in front of us for telecom or the communication service providers today? Is there some common theme you're seeing when you speak to customers? Yeah, I think one of the most important things that we speak to our customers has been largely around how do they grow their revenue? How do they grow their business? I think in the pandemic, uh, COVID happened and everybody realized the importance of connectivity when it comes to people working from home, you know, schools moving back into the homes and so on. And I think ever since now we've gone back into more of a, more of the regular lifestyle or work before COVID, I think that the importance of connectivity still persists. Like people are still continuing to look at that. And I think we're also seeing in conjunction with that, um, the, the actual, you know, new services that are being launched, new technologies that are coming into foray, you know, 5G is, is coming in, um, and service delivery, so, software-driven networks as they're coming into bear as well. So I think the most common thing that we're seeing with our customers has been around the ability to focus on growth and how do they get to a profitable growth, not just growth for the number of subscribers, but actually making sure that the services and the subscriptions that they're adding on to their business is actually profitable in nature. So that's been the common theme that we're seeing across all of our customers. I guess I probably should have started with what does ServiceNow do? <laughs> Which yeah. would have been maybe give a good, you know, prelude to the, to this question. So. Yeah, so if you look at ServiceNow, our, you know, we started off in the, in the IT world. We started off by service management in the IT domain. And that's been our predominant uh, business model for the, for the last 15 odd years. But over the period of time in the past uh, three, four years ago, we started to think about how do we verticalize our products for different industries. And the key focus industries for us we started off was in telecommunication and financial services. And uh, telecommunication had a lot of synergy between what we were doing in IT. Because a couple of things started to happen. We realized that network was becoming more and more like software and becoming more and more like IT. And because our strength was in the IT organization, it really spoke to us quite easily. It actually became more relevant for us. And so over the past three years, we've started to verticalize our core offerings for telecommunications. Uh, service management, which is essentially everything to do with customer service, the ability to for interact better with your enterprise customers or your consumer customers or your partners. 
That's all part of our service management offering. We focused on areas such as order management, which is very critical for how do you decompose and orchestrate the orders, and service assurance, uh, which includes both inventory management as well as for event correlation and the ability for you to do proactive notification to your customers and managing SLAs. And the core focus of this has all been around workflow because our platform was such a strong, uh, was focused on building workflows for customers. We've taken that same capabilities and then verticalized them specifically for purpose-built workflows for the telecommunication industry. And in that domain that spans across customer engagement and service management, that's been a core strength. So you started really in the enterprise. That's right. And in the IT side, mm -hmm. doing all the operational aspects? Yeah, so anything to do with, if you think about a, a typical enterprise organization, if they have an IT ticket, if you need any peripherals for your desk, or if you need to get connectivity at your desk, um, that's all IT service management. So oh, we, wow. we had a service catalog where yeah. you can request for those things. Now you switch over to a telecom, that service catalog now becomes a product catalog in a yeah. way, right? So it's about ordering those services. So that's kind of where we extended that model to be able to focus on ordering those, those equipments and being able to order those services. But the great thing about where we where we see a lot of synergies with our customers is that if you go to a typical telecommunication customer and if you look at their their customers their enterprise customers the largest of their enterprise customers will will typically have service now footprint because we are we quite fortunate to have a pretty large uh, percentage of the fortune 2000 customers already on service now mm. um, and so with one of our customers in europe we had about 90 percent of overlapping customers that were ServiceNow customers, which were their enterprise customers. Yeah. And so when we saw the common denominator across ServiceNow, which means if the telecommunication operator has ServiceNow and so does the enterprise customer has ServiceNow, we can bring a lot of efficiency and speed in terms of how those two operators can work together, um, how requests can be made, how, how, how you know, services, services can be engaged and so on. Um, so that became also a, a big a big reason why we started to getting a lot of traction with the with the telecommunication industry because their customers were demanding a similar experience from the telcos as they were getting internally by their own IT organization. You know, you know, I never knew that all these years I've known you. Yeah. I never knew that. So that's a fascinating story. Yeah. So basically, these enterprise customers that have your ServiceNow systems then they can just use APIs to talk to the Actually, it's providers. not, yeah, so it's, but it's not in API. So if ServiceNow exists in both, both instances, we can basically talk to each other using a platform capability that we have. So all you literally do is to onboard the customer almost like a tenant yeah. on your instance, and then they talk to each other using um, an architecture that we provide out of the box. And so you can onboard them quickly, then you can provide, like if you have, for example, an incident that incurred into your network, you've got an outage or a performance degradation, you identify these enterprise customers are getting impacted, you use that, that connection with the enterprise customers, identify which SLAs are getting impacted, and you notify them through that connection that is established. So the enterprise customer never leaves the ServiceNow instance, and he now gets notified that something's gone wrong and I have an, uh, I have an issue with my service operator and the operator is already working on it. Well, that is very cool. So it's a service, provide, service now instance in the telecom side, service now in the enterprise, somehow they just magically connect together like legal blocks. And they just yeah, talk. in a way. And in fact, if you take that even further, that service provider will also have possibly a contractor, which they might off offload some of the work to a contractor for doing like dispatch activities or, yeah. or, or trouble or fixes. And if that contractor or vendor is also on ServiceNow, that entire ecosystem now gets connected using ServiceNow as a common platform. 
So, you know, we're all in the digital transformational era here. And as enterprise continues to raise the bar to the communication providers for what they really, you know, require, and I talked about the plenary, you know, change and speed, um, you know, they're constantly challenged. The CSPs are challenged all times in multiple dimensions. Are there any challenges that stand out for you? Yeah, I think when we when we speak to our telco uh, customers, a couple of things that always come into mind when we when we look at them, you know, the first the first key area where they are challenged is around experience. So if you look at the customers of these service providers, are starting to demand the same kind of experience that they get from the digital natives, um, and so that's one of the biggest transformations that we are seeing. That it's an experience led transformation that needs to be focused on. Um, so you provide transparency, visibility, speed, and efficiency in terms of how you operate. And, and that speed and efficiency resonates also on the, the, the back-end operations, if you will, because that's about how do you launch new services faster? How do you become more relevant into the market? Because the fact of the matter is the service providers are getting, are seeing competition in areas where they haven't set, never seen before. And they're seeing competition from places that they haven't, they haven't seen before, like the hyperscalers of the world. And they almost all have to think, rethink about their business model and rethink about how they became relevant and stay more competitive in the market. Otherwise, they will, they will continuously get threatened by the hyperscalers. And, and you and I have talked about this, but yeah. I think that's a predominant challenge that we see in our telcos, that how do they continue to stay relevant in the market, which continues to get transformed by people who are always were driven on the cloud, were focused on the cloud, were focused on software-driven architectures and driven around as a platform which is completely different from how the telcos were historically built. So does ServiceNow for the telecom side, does it provide all that business system, like from, you know, from product catalogs to quotes and yeah. to ordering and then up updating inventories and all that. And then finally, you know, there's a the whole operational, how well is the service running? So are you providing that experience to the customer on behalf of the telecom provider? Are you, are you the business system that the telecom provider buys and then gives that ex cloud-like experience to their customers? That, that's kind of in essence. What that's exactly about. what it is. So, I mean, if you look at, if you think about a brand new service that's being, that's being sold out by, by telco, what we can do on the back end is we can orchestrate that entire function internally within the organization um, and then externally with partners and vendors. And that's kind of the tie-in with MEF as an example that we work with. But I think for us, it's the ability for us to provide that efficiency gains when you're looking at launching new services, um, managing this, the, the experience of the customer on, on, the, on, on, on behalf of them in the, in the operator side. Uh, how do you manage service assurance, proactive notifications, inventory management is a core area where you know, now, especially more than ever, when everything is getting virtualized and everything is moving onto a cloud-based architecture, we, we came from that landscape. I mean, we were managing IT landscapes for such a long time. So when network moves on to cloud, that becomes more inherent for us. Yeah. Uh, but the core differentiation for ServiceNow is really that we are a process-driven architecture. Like if you look at typically other, other, other applications that have been there in the market, they focus more on the data and how the data resides and, and lives and the data gets modeled. From ServiceNow's perspective, we have a slightly different approach. We think about us as a process-driven model as opposed to where the data resides. We want to focus on how do we transform that process and make that more efficient. The data could be in service now, the data doesn't have to be in service now. So we could just be the system of action without being the system of record. And we can still help that transformation for our customers. Got it. So how do you see this ecosystem coming together, telecom to telecom, telecom to cloud? Uh, we talked about it, in, you know, I talked about it in my plenary that 
we have to move to a we philosophy, which is uh, everybody has to kind of get in the boat, you know, row the same way. And, you know, it's, it's been very challenging because somehow people think they have to compete against each other. But it's, it's kind of counterintuitive because really the enterprise just wants a frictionless experience and go as fast as possible. Any thoughts about that? Yeah, no, I completely agree with your point of view. I, I think the we philosophy is essentially what we need in the market. I think as an as an industry, we we worry a lot about being, you know, trying to f we get concerned about competitive advantages, and and I think that needs to just transform. I think there will be room for being competitive in the market, but we first need to be relevant, and I think the only way we can be relevant is by steering in the right direction together as an industry, uh, working in the common challenges, making sure we are solving for the experiences that our customers demand, making sure that we are still providing competitive advantage against the hyperscalers and, and everybody else in the industry. And then there's room for every service provider or every vendor to have its own niche area to do it. So I think the role of when it comes to standards body and the role that MEF plays, the role that TMF plays, and combining those together is essentially what we believe is very important. Um, and that's one of the strongest philosophies that we believe in. And so I think from a product point of view, from ServiceNow's perspective, we strongly want to be as open as possible and we strongly want to be aligned to the industry standards and bodies so that that will help us continuously to get aligned further and faster and provide more efficiency to our customers. Yeah, because this industry has been riddled with, if, I, if I'm proprietary, then I have competitive differentiation. And therefore, that gives me this competitive edge in the market, but it doesn't allow me to plug into anything else. And then everything gets fractured over and over and over again. It doesn't benefit their customers, service providers, doesn't benefit the service providers' customers, and the integration spaghetti mess is a total nightmare. And meanwhile, the hyperscalers, they don't care. They just basically invent everything from scratch, and they just say, do it this way, poof, and then yeah, that. absolutely right. And I think, I mean, so some of it has to do with the vendors and uh, themselves to be able to be more open and adopt these standards and work in that framework. But I think organizations and service providers also need to transform. Like, if you think about the, the telecom industry and the, and the service providers for the matter, have always historically thought about owning the entire experience end-to-end, -end, owning the customer, owning the service, owning the entire uh, infrastructure that get on the service that gets delivered on. And that's changing with 5G and with SDN and with MEX services. Like You will not own the entire value chain. It's exactly right. Right, so if you think about that, that in, if that shift of that mentality saying you have to become open is almost getting forced upon you. You have to become a platform organization. So you, you have to allow partners to come on board and create new services as quickly as possible. And things like NAS and what we're looking at for, for, for SNASI and, and MEF right now is, is, is exactly what that is, right? The ability to become more of a platform organization, both as a service provider and then the vendors themselves. Yeah, and I think it's very interesting, you know, when we were on the panel yesterday, for all the listeners were at the in Miami and our members face-to-face, -face, and we had a great panel, and Rui, you were on the panel, on the 5G panel. And I was really shocked to see Matthias from Ericsson say that, yeah, the most important thing is to have this ecosystem connect together. And I was like, wow, I, you know, I was expecting something else about what's you know the power of 5G. But I mean, he's right, the 5G is not just about the radio and the speed, it's how does that 5G and radio and speed connects into all kinds of use cases that might go beyond the telecom provider's footprint into the hyperscalers, you know, AI, ML, neural networks, and, you know, and, and I mean, this, all, this is a very interconnected ecosystem. Absolutely. You know, and that's kind of what we've been doing at MEF is 
I think the thing that we've done really well from MEF is we took the TM Farm APIs, which are very good APIs, but we said, hey, let's get agreement about a subset of this life cycle, what it needs to look like from business to operational, and then let's get agreement with all our members to agree on this customization of the APIs. Yep. Because you can't take the TM Farm APIs just out of the box and use them. You have to customize them. Yep. And I think what we've done really well is we, we with the membership and the whole industry, we've kind of like, what is that agreement of that customization look like? And as soon as you get that, now you have, you know, great fidelity and interoperability. And then we still allow extensibility. So I think that's kind of what we've done. I think this allows this ecosystem to just plug in. So I always say, you know, invent once, you know, or, you know, invent once and deploy anywhere, right? Uh, absolutely. And, and I and I love that about what, what we're doing here at MEF and, and one of the reasons why I got so excited about also being a member of the technology advisory board here at MEF was because, you know, the, the ability to take those APIs as they exist and, and as, as they have in TM Forum, but then allow the service definition on it so that everybody's looking at the same idea about what a service looks like um, and then being able to integrate across hyperscalers, across you know, wholesale providers, across the entire ecosystem in a single streamlined fashion, that's what I think the industry needs right now. Yeah, I, I completely 100%. You know, it's uh, always a pleasure having you on, you know, talking to you. I always get so much information and uh, it's been a pleasure having you on this episode. And I want to thank you, Rohit, for uh, all your, your great insights. And, you know, ServiceNow is just going gangbusters, I think. Um, I hear it everywhere. I talk to providers uh, looking at ServiceNow. Obviously, you're doing the right things. And certainly with a great leadership like yourself in place, oh, I can see so why they, uh, they're doing so great. So thank you for being on this uh, episode. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Pascal.